high-tech cybercrime and attacks against the U.S. payments and financial services infrastructure have become a top concern, not just for U.S. authorities, but governments throughout the world. And these crimes and attacks have evolved and are expected to continue to evolve. This is the topic of Group IB's just-released annual report. And today I'm joined by Alexander Tushkinov, Head of Content Protection for this Moscow-based cyber research firm, to take a look at what we might expect to see next. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Tushkinov was reluctant to share detailed information about the attacks or any information about those who've allegedly been waging these attacks. While most recent attacks, such as those waged against Target, Home Depot, and now even Chase, have reportedly been linked to Russia, Tushkinov says we can never be too sure. We've been doing similar reports for, for three years already, uh, so we can all see the trends and analyze what's been going on. And we focus on basically all kinds of uh, cyber crimes, so that includes DDoS attacks, spam, and online fraud. We're trying to analyze and gather data on everything, on all the ways how cyber criminals can take advantage of the technology and use it to, for example, steal money or personal information. One of the things that I noted in your report is that it highlights that many of these attacks that are being waged against the U.S. financial services infrastructure are allegedly being waged by Russian hackers. What can you tell us about some of the research that's included in your report about those who have been attributed with waging these attacks? I, I think that nowadays cybercrime doesn't really have a nationality because with the Internet, it's global. And, of course, cybercriminals there taking advantage of that as well because they can be located in one country and commit a, a cyber crime in another country uh, just being online. So uh, we, we're trying to separate that. We're trying to differentiate uh, Russian-speaking hackers from hackers in, from other countries and other languages and um, language segments, I would say. But we were trying to analyze global market, not just Russian-speaking market as well. I know that attribution is difficult, but are we seeing a convergence of cybercrime and perhaps hacktivist or nation-state groups? Is it becoming more difficult to differentiate the two? Well, probably, yeah. It's always challenging to sort of understand everything and see everything, what's behind legal activities. It requires a lot of efforts and professionalism to be able to investigate what has already happened. And since we're, we're sort of following uh, uh, cyber criminals in, in a way we're trying to predict what they will do but uh, at the same time we, we need to understand what has already happened so it's really it's really difficult for us to see the whole picture as a whole because some new trends are already emerging and we're not ready to again uh, illustrate and describe the whole situation so yes there is a differentiation but we don't see the whole picture yet and don't understand the whole picture yet so, Alexander, in looking at the global market, were there certain types of attacks that stood out? I wouldn't focus on anything in particular. I, I, I think there hasn't been any big trends here. And it all really depends on what a hacker decides to do. One of the things that we mentioned in this report and in the press conference later was that hackers have access to a lot of data, a lot of information, and they're not actually using all of it so they could have stolen more money so they have a space to grow which means that they could create more attacks and organize more attacks and they really choose something depending on what they want and so I, I'm not ready to see that we I wouldn't say that 
hackers from this country or hackers of that nationality and speaking that language was targeting this particular country. What Tushkinov was willing to talk about was how cybercrime across the board is becoming a big business. Increasingly, researchers are finding that malware and other tools are being sold as a service, in some cases as a managed service. Over the last year, this so-called commercialization of malware has become more the norm than the exception, he explains. But uh, speaking of the groups and, and, and the people who stand behind that, I, I, I can mention another trend that we've seen over the recent years, which is that cybercriminals used to act alone. People used to say that it was sort of romantic. One, one person who is really internet genius uh, goes and, and does his, his, his thing. But now it's more of an organized crime with people, with the leader, with the boss who stands behind all this. And it, this really can be a chain of, of people and groups doing their deeds. And what about the globalization of attacks? We've heard time and time again that hackers are targeting the U.S. because of inherent vulnerabilities in its payments infrastructure and because of the fact that chip technology is not commonplace, nor is tokenization. But Tushkinov says this is not the case and that these same types of attacks and compromises are just as likely to afflict and impact retailers in other markets of the world. So, Alexander, let's take a look at some of the research that Group IB did related to the attacks that we've seen waged against the retail sector in the U.S. What stood out to you as far as the evolution of these types of attacks that we've seen over the course of the last 12 to 18 months? Yeah, the, the most important and probably dangerous trend that we see is that cyber criminals create tools that other people can use and they, they, they don't have to be professional to be able to use that. So they actually create service, some crime as a service, if you wish, that other people are using. And carding is an example of that because they're just selling the information, which means that people who are using that are actually are also responsible for that, even though they were not the people who actually created the tool that can be used to steal money. So that's the trend we see. Carding is a good example, and we saw that happen in the U.S. market as well. There's lots of internet shops, online shops, where people can buy this information, of stolen credit card information. And what about some of the malware that's been used in these attacks? Have you seen an evolution there as far as the RAM scraping malware is concerned? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, we're not ready to give you all the information because when a new technology comes out and cyber criminals are using that, uh, taking advantage of that, we need some time to understand how we're going to counter that. So before we actually find a way uh, to counter all these new attacks and new types of technologies that they're using, we're not ready to sort of give away our secrets and our approach to countering uh, hackers. Alexander, can you tell us then whether or not you see these types of attacks spreading? Probably yes, and, and again, I, I wouldn't differentiate all that because uh, probably this trend that we detect and you see in the U.S. is happening not because U.S. Uh, located hackers are doing that and not because something has happened in the U.S., but probably because some group of cyber criminals from some other country uh, came up with this new technology that they're using that they, they decided to test it in the U.S. first. So we, we can't really find all these connections here yet. We have to wait a little bit and, and investigate and have a case in our hands to be able to see the whole path of how this was evolving. Do you see there being a convergence in the attacks that are being waged against online banking platforms to perpetrate account takeover and some of these retail attacks? Well, yes, uh, cyber criminals, they, they definitely aim at um, online companies and online 
the website and all the information that's stored there is is crucial for the bank and it's more relevant to cyber criminals so they're targeting that we've seen an increase in in the market as a whole it's 2.5 billion dollars in 2003 compared to 2 billion dollars in 2012 so overall it's growing growing amount of attacks on online banking system if if we take only online banking throw then just that segment has reduced but overall targeted attacks on online banks or online companies has increased how do we see the mobile channel being compromised more or the the types of trojans that are targeting mobile users it's important to understand that cyber criminals go where the money is so if everything is going mobile then cyber criminals are also going there and it's obviously mobile banking or applications for mobile phones or iPads devices like that the number of such applications is going up and more money is there advertising companies go there and cyber criminals are also going there and yes we detected a couple of mobile botnets which is a net of computers that were hacked so hackers have access to all the computers and it's being managed and controlled by main computer and mobile botnets are probably a new th thing and another trend that we see and we, we've been uh, able to actually help the government bring to justice one of the group that organized mobile botnets like that. So what about Bitcoin concerns? While Tushkinov won't directly say Bitcoin is being used by hackers to move money and launder funds, his report notes that hackers are increasingly using Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies for the sale and purchase of stolen credit card data, as well as the illicit sale of weapons and drugs. This concern has been noted by leading bankers as well, as cross-border payments via Bitcoin are easy and unregulated. Okay, Bitcoin is an example of, of a new technology that is so innovative that it's hard to tell how we can use it for a good purpose. And again, of course, cybercriminals are trying to take advantage of that, and they're trying to use that technology to process, for example, their payments and, or to, to store money because it will be more difficult to locate them and track all the things that they were doing. So, yeah, in, in the report we say that this trend is probably growing. However, at the same time it's struggling because some Bitcoin markets or places where you can actually convert money stop working. In a way, well, it, it, it's struggling now, but we see an interest growing, and uh, an interest to that technology growing. And then, Alexander, before we close, could you perhaps walk us through maybe some of the major trends or maybe the top three trends that you see in some of these high-tech crimes over the course of the last 12 months? And how have you seen things change relative to the last 12 months versus the last three years? Well, first of all, um, I've already mentioned a couple of trends. Uh, uh, the first one is um, cybercrime as a service. <laughs> Cybercriminals create a tool that can be then used by people later. They do that to avoid the punishment and uh, still get the money. Second of all, again, cybercriminals are taking advantage of the globalization and they're finding the country where the law is not that strong and they're going there to, for example, use illegal content and to be able to distribute malware. That's, by the way, a great way to do that for cyber criminals because people download illegal content without knowing that the malware is already there. 
And three, again, I already mentioned that new technologies. So it's bitcoins, it's other technologies that can be used. And again, I, I can't really mention that because then they'll know that that we know that. And lastly, mobile platforms. It's probably more difficult for people to realize, to understand that their mobile phone and the information that's stored there can be acquired by bad people, by cyber criminals, as easily as their information on the computer if they don't pay enough attention to their security because phone is, is something that, well, you wouldn't think is, is as vulnerable as your computer. Thank you for your time today. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you as well. Again, we've just heard from Alexander Tushkinov of Group IB. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.